and welcome back into Outside the Paint. It's been three months, three months too long, if you ask me and any other two guys with me today. Of course, I'm Vaughn Delza with me as always, Darnell Turner, Jose Villanueva. It's, it's great to be back, guys. How are we feeling? Darnell, what's going on? Feeling great, man. Basketball season is coming back, man. I'm excited. What jersey are you rocking? Who, what's that? You know. Some Sixer stuff? I see. And Jose. We coming. We coming. Oh, man, we got plenty of time to talk about that. Jose, what's going on with you, brother? How you been? I'm chilling, bro. Just trying to find ways to get by the day, waiting for sports yeah. to get back before I go crazy. Oh, man. I'm not rocking my team. I'm the only one of us of us not rocking my team. Just I bought that. this fucking Jamal Murray jersey, bro, 100 bucks. That's fresh, though. You know, I got – I'd have rep Zach Levine. I almost wore LeBron because, you know, LeBron's back back on his, you know, his BS, as we should say. He's ready to go for another championship run. So, I almost wore my LeBron jersey, but – you know, I got to rep the squad. But I know this is a pretty exciting episode for us because it's our first video episode. We decided to switch things up. We had this long, uh, this very long break that we were eager to, to get out of. So like most of the NBA players. So as everyone knows, a lot going on right now when it comes to the bubble, players opting in and out. There's been a boatload of names that have been opting out of playing. Is there anybody you guys want to talk about that's very notable? Because I know Bradley Bill just said he was coming out. Um, Avery Bradley for the Lakers, DeAndre Jordan. Ariza, the Nets have a ton of guys. Kyrie might be out as well. I mean, Lamarcus Aldridge. The list goes on and on. Um, Darnell, which guys? Like, yeah, Oladipo as well. You know, he missed a lot of the season too with an injury, and he came back. So yeah. I don't know how much that'll really affect the Pacers' chemistry because they played so much without him. But still, you know, it's nice to have a guy like that on the court. So, who do you think really impacts their team the most, uh, deciding to sit out so far? It's tough to say. You know, I don't think so far. We haven't seen really anybody from championship teams say that they're going to sit out. Uh, I haven't seen anybody from Milwaukee, even though they have closed down facilities, you know, due to COVID. Um, but I haven't, you know, the Lakers obviously losing A.B. Bradley. Uh, you know, I think that will be a key piece only because we, when we talk about the Clippers and their championship, you know, aspirations, we look at their depth. You know, they signed, went out and signed Joe Kim Noah as well. Marcus Morris, they got all these guys, Reggie Jackson, and then, you know, we still got the top guys, Lou Williams, yeah. Kawhi, Paul George, obviously, Pat Bev, Montrez Harrell. So, you know, for the Lakers, I just think, even though they did go out, they got J.R. Smith, still got Deion Waiters, who hasn't suited up yet, so he'll be there. You know, those are all good additions, you know, some guys that can put the ball in the hole, I think will help out, take some pressure off of LeBron and AD tremendously, but I think Avery Bradley is a guy that you know, defensively, he had been really good for them this year. He had been knocking down the three ball at a corner shot, you know, where LeBron can, you know, dissect the defense and find his corner shooters. I think he's, Avery Bradley's been a real key piece for the Lakers this year. So I'm interested to see how they try to replace him. You know, obviously name-wise, he's not a huge name, but, you know, he's just that little piece that could, you know, turn a series between the Clippers and the Lakers. Yeah, I'll have to agree with that. Yeah, what do you think, OJ, you got as the most important guy sitting out and maybe the most important guy coming in too? Most important guy sitting out to me has to be Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant just because with all this delay that everyone thought, oh, KD would probably be back by the summer. He'd start coming his rehab. And from everything that I've read, he's clear. He just doesn't want to play as a precaution and just reset for next season, which is yeah. smart. The Nets aren't, aren't, aren't really a title contender yet. And you didn't, they haven't played together at all, really. So KD and Kyrie – and DeAndre Jordan and Dinwiddie. The whole Nets team is really the most surprising thing they're to done. me. Like, they're going to be a college team playing. 
NBA players. Yeah, I have to agree. I wrote an article for Fantasy Pros uh, a couple weeks ago about the Nets being the eighth seed, and it was a lock. Right when they said Tareem Prince and DeAndre Jordan were out, I was thinking, you know, Dinwiddie decided to sit too. So it was pretty much a wrap for them because we already knew Kyrie was going to sit. Kevin Durant wasn't going to come back um, after he admitted he wasn't. That's what we all hoped he would. So, you know, it's they're, they're looking really slim. I think a team like them and the Spurs are going to be teams that might win like one or two games in these eight games. And uh, But they'll still make uh, – well, the Nets will make the playoffs. Don't forget about the Wizards like too. The Wizards, I think with Bradley Bill deciding to be out, I think they have no shot. I mean, being, you know – Five, and five and, and Berton sitting out as well. So, I mean, those yep. are top two guys sitting out. What do you guys think about – I mean, some of these players decided to sit out too because they have free agency coming out like Bertans. You think that's a good move ultimately? He's playing – keep his bag pretty much in case injury. Yeah, I think ultimately when you talk about this bubble situation, I think you got to look out not only for – your, you know, you got to look out for yourself and your family first and foremost. So, you know, guys making their decisions based on, you know, their health, their family, their decision, I, I don't feel like you can really – you know, take a slight towards them for making that decision. I have to agree. A lot of players have been kind of vocal about that too. Like CJ McCollum, for example, I know he talked about he really didn't want to play um, because of everything going on. Jose, how do you feel about, you know, the players and, and basically the bubble situation in general, you know, them going down to Orlando and trying to stay healthy while they play? It's just going to be something that we've never seen before. So I don't really know what to expect. Um, it's going to be missing crowds. It's going to be something that, None of them are prepared for, so I don't know if it, the first couple games are going to be like pickup games for these guys. Are they going to go full speed? Yeah. Um, which teams are going to be seriously? Because there are a couple teams that I was still questionable, like the Suns, um, the Wizards is one of them that are like they don't have much to play for besides the eight seed. So I don't know what they're actually doing in the bubble. Mm -hmm. I think you could have done it a little less, or even just put all sixteen playoff teams in just alone. But I get that you have to put the races races were left unfinished at the end of the season um and team like the grizzlies can just benefit from getting experience in the playoffs a young team the rookie of the year in my opinion and one of the best young Definitely. bigs in the game jaron jackson uh i are love you, the are grizzlies. You really getting playoff experience in this bubble can we can we really call it that? I, I, yeah, that's that's a great question actually because it's, it's a good question. Yeah, it's, I mean it's all neutral. Court. I, mean, I, feel, I, mean, I feel like that playoff experience. That you know, part of it is you know playing on the road and you know those tough situations with the crowd. It's going crazy, yeah. and you know other teams got their momentum. I just feel like on this neutral site, it'll it'll be real interesting to see everyone's intensity level. They're that's not getting the full experience, but I think they're getting some yeah. experience because the 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 gameplay is just going to be you know I, at least I hope so. But you all, like I said earlier, I don't know if they're going to play like pickup games, like they're not going to try or whatever, like full maximum effort. Uh, if it was, if they do do end up doing that, then I feel like that will become valuable. Um, shouldn't hurt many teams. Glad I get to see Zion for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's that's that's the race right there, the Pelicans and the Grizzlies for the eight seed. I mean, the Pelic the Grizzlies only need four wins pretty much to clinch the spot. I don't really know if they're going to get that. However, though, the Pelicans, I think they're. They're the best bet to sneak into the playoffs of the teams that are the playoff spot. Do you guys agree with that? And think of the matchup, Zion versus LeBron, first-round playoffs. Didn't you write an article about that? Uh, I mean, I did write about the Pelicans have a shot to make it, but I don't really think they will. I'll take the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies, you can't blow. I mean, they'd have to be go three and five, really. They'd have to go three and five to lose that out, and the Pelicans would have to win five or six games, most likely six games. That's, that's tough. I mean, especially because we don't know what to expect. And I mean, I don't know. You have to factor Portland in, too. I know Portland's ahead of the Pelicans, too. So more experience, Lowe. too, as a team. Jose, is there any teams in particular that you're thinking about that 
you know, might be benefiting from this break and coming into games in this atmosphere, maybe like, you know, the Lakers that have way more experience, you know, they have LeBron, for example, who's always playoff experience. Um, how much do you factor, you know, that those past experiences coming into this? Because, you know, like you said, the Grizzlies, they're getting half of that experience. So the experience definitely plays a factor. Um, but I, I, like, I'm still, I'm just questionable on everything because like the experience, like having three months off is, for, is everyone. Everyone has that delay. So everyone should be healthy. Like there should be no, um, what do you call that? There should be no Kawhi and Paul George situations, load management. Yeah. Uh, I, I think agree. the team that benefits the most is the Clippers because they have such a long list of injury history. They're healthy now. Uh, and they're so healthy. Everyone's healthy. Um, still always wondering about the Clippers. Always wondering about the Clippers and their chemistry because they're almost as much of a new team as the Lakers. I, you don't have LeBron. Um, who are the like? Who are these teams without their star players? So yeah. to see, to see who these teams are. Let's say LeBron or Giannis or Kawhi get COVID, their season might as well be over because <laughs> all like, it takes is one player to get sick, the team gets sick, and they have to withdraw from the entire bubble as the first place. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm honestly I have no expectations right now. It could be and the weirdest NBA Finals we've ever seen. Or it could be the Lakers, the Lakers Bucks, like most of us predicted in the beginning. Not I. What's what's the percentage that you say the NBA season finishes? I give it sixty. I think I think I'd have to give it like a fifty percent right now. I don't really know if it's going to be if this season's going to finish. Because I agree with you. I agree with you, Jose. I think that there's going to be a ton of COVID cases. There's no way to protect these guys. Like once one guy gets it, he's coming in contact with how many other guys when they're playing the game. They're all touching the ball. They're all going out to eat. You know, it's just. It's it is what it is. Like that's the coronavirus in general, and I don't think you can stop it. So I definitely think that there's this is a chance that we're going to see a crazy finals. Um, but I, I still think a team like the Lakers and the Clippers, I'll throw the Bucks in there as well because you know the Bucks are great, but they're going to benefit the most from this getting healthy. And you still got to think the Lakers still got um, they got Markeith Morris. I mean they signed him like right before the COVID nineteen happened. Uh, they got Danny Green, Rondo too, um, some guys that have proved what they can do in the playoffs. So. I, I still think it's probably Lakers and uh, Lakers and Bucks, but yeah, the Clippers. I mean, I I would say they benefited the most from this break, without a doubt, with all the load management they dealt with this season. Yeah, and there's going to be a bubble too, Jose. I want to talk to you about that because it has to do with me and you more than Jose, or me and you and Darnell. But uh, yeah, Bulls, Knicks. Who's going to have the better draft pick? What do you think about the extra bubble too? The extra bubble. I mean, as long as it's televised, I'm all for it. But if the Knicks are just like you know, just playing just to like play, and there's nothing really to the game, then I don't really care, man. You know what? I was most disappointed. This is a little off track, but I really wanted to see the draft lottery. This is life as a Knicks yeah. fan. <laughs> I wanted the lottery, the draft, all that, just because there's been nothing else since the NFL draft. And yeah, I'm just ready for basketball, man. I mean, I. I feel you on that aspect, man. I, I was looking forward to, you know, I'm hoping the Bulls don't get a seventh pick again for like the fourth year in a row. But I mean, it seems like it's our destiny. So we'll, I'm at this point, we're just sticking with it. But I was pretty disappointed that there was a second bubble in general. Um, I really didn't see the point in that. You know, these teams have nothing to play for. I just put them in the lottery by their standings alone. Uh, Darno, I know your team's already in the playoffs. So you're sitting pretty. But do you think it's kind of pointless to have a second bubble? I mean, is there really any point to it? When they could just take the well, I mean, like I from from what I heard, the bubble was you know just somewhere for them to kind of prep for the following season. You know, get it's some like scrimmages in. You know, 
Yeah, basically, you know, just a little early training camp for them. So, you know, for that reason, I, I don't think it's a bad idea, obviously, if more COVID cases start popping up and, you know, players are in danger, then obviously, you know, it's a risk. But, yeah. you know, I think, you know, for them, for the other 18 to have something to do, somewhere to work out and get ready for the following season, I think is, is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's going to be really interesting, man. I think there's going to be so many players that have to set out a game or two, and uh, things are just going to go crazy at some points. But I want to talk to you guys about our early season predictions. We're, I mean, mine personally, I had Warriors and Bucks in the finals, and uh, I could say that's definitely talk about not happening. My favorite, can we talk about my favorite prediction? Who was it? Uh, somebody by the name of Jose had said the, six, the Blazers, excuse me, were better than the Sixers. And I'm just like, I'm Whoa. trying to think. Can you remind me what what seed the Blazers are? They're in the running for the eighth seed. They're right now the tenth seed. Ah, they're in the running for the eighth seed. So they're not even the eighth seed. Wow. Anything can happen, Darnell. I just want to put yes. that out there. Yeah, I, and, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't forget about all Picking the people on Instagram when Jose put that question up, and everybody sided with the Blazers and Jose. I didn't forget y'all on Instagram either. <laughs> Taking notes. Anything can happen, Darnell. Don't get too cocky. Darnell pulled up the story, looked at everybody. Bro, there's – I mean, I, I, I don't remember who I picked. I like the Sixers, but I might have picked the Blazers just to try and make you mad, just to entice you a little bit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do want to talk about some of the awards that are going to happen. Obviously, uh, MVP is pretty much wrapped up on Giannis. Um, we we kind of talked about it before, uh, before we went on recording, but – you have to bet uh, $1,000 on Giannis to win 20. So I don't think anyone's going to be taking that bet. And uh, same for Defensive Player of the Year. He's pretty much got that locked up as well, unless you're a Rudy Gobert fan. Why? Um, Why does he have that locked up? Giannis has actually had the best defensive rating and efficiency this season. But the only thing I will say, he's, he's phenomenal. He's letting his opponents shoot 41% um, from the field. But the one thing I will say, he only has a combined two steals and blocks this year, one each. And that would be the lowest ever since 1991 when Dennis Rodman did that. So that's like, that's kind of concerning in my opinion, especially when Rudy, Go- Rudy Gobert is not even like, he's pretty a distant favorite. He's at plus 420. So, I mean, that's a hundred dollars to win 420 on him when a hundred dollars on Giannis is to win like 10. You think you got, you got Rudy? I mean, Rudy was my preseason pick, but uh, I mean, I mean, personally, I really think either AD or Ben, for me, would be defensive player of the year. Ben's I mean, those, those, two guys, those two guys, for me, they they stuck out the most to me on the defensive side of the ball this year. AD, just his pick and roll defense, obviously his shot blocking, his his ability mm-hmm. to be you know switch out on pick and rolls, you know take on guards, and Ben Simmons being able to guard one through five. I mean, he's up there top two or three in you know all kind of major defensive statistical categories and steals, sure. deflections, you know, hustle, boost balls, things like that. You know, he's, you know, from when I, I, I watch a lot of Sixers too. So, you know, it yeah. comes off as kind of biased, but, you know, I've seen him win games literally on defense, just, you know, getting his hands on the ball. He literally in a game against the Pacers stole the ball three straight possessions to win it's us the game. I mean, that's kind of crazy. I haven't seen anybody steal inbound passes, as many inbounds passes have been, as Ben Simmons. It's kind of crazy. He has been a freak this year on the defensive end. I felt like he was very underrated for that. I actually uh, wrote in my Defensive Player of the Year article. Uh, of course, I picked, I picked Giannis. The odds just make you have to pick him, in my opinion. But I felt like Gobert, he'd be the uh, 
He'd be the third pl- or the second player ever to win three straight Defensive Player of the Years, joining Dwight Howard, which would be pretty historic in my opinion. But I also wrote about Ben Simmons, and uh, my editor told me to take it out because it's not going to happen. And I was like, wow. What? I mean, odds-wise, if you put $1 on Ben Simmons, you'd win 60 So, I mean, you'd be rich if you bet you know, a ton of money on Ben Simmons, so it's not going to happen. But I do think he's going to be an all-first-team defensive player this year. Him and Marcus I mean, Smart should be the two guards, in my opinion. I don't think you could put any other two guards in there. Uh, Pat Beverly's a name you could toss in, but Smart and Simmons, in my opinion. This yeah, is the most political. The, this is the most political award in the NBA. Like, there's really only certain amount you can measure with stats, blocks, and and uh, steals. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's a coach thing, and coaches are political. They're biased. You know, some don't have you know favoritism at all, and some do. Yeah, it's it's not a perfect system. I know awards aren't the most perfect. Uh, there's been debates constantly, like James Harden versus LeBron. Um, I I know Russell Westbrook won pretty uh, yeah. unanim- not not unanimously, but he won like pretty close. It was a landslide. To it. Right, and then Steph Curry winning unanimously. I know that was even a debate in itself. Yeah. Um, did he deserve to be unanimous? Yeah. So I just think awards are political. Uh, they're fun for us because we get to like, especially you, Vaughn. You get to put odds and write articles about uh, mm-hmm. betting to win, but. I don't know. Some of the like the defensive player of the year just doesn't always fit who actually is. I definitely think I Ben Simmons is one of the best defenders in the NBA, but just because it's one of his first years, like even just as a running, I think it's going to go to AD or Giannis. It's just because he hasn't doesn't have a jump shot, so you know they don't want to praise my man defensively. I did see on Twitter they had him shooting uh, like in between the free throw line and the basket, like little jumpers. Yeah, and they, they said Ben Simmons extended his range. <laughs> They are so disrespectful. I love it. It's hilarious. But, yeah. He probably I, beat everything. Everybody writing those jokes, he probably beat all of them in a three-point contest. I agree. Okay. I agree, 100%. I'm sure he turns it on in the practice. He's just not that confident in the games, as, as I think we've seen so far. But Yeah. I, yeah I feel I, like he might, he's probably a good three-point shooter. He's just so hell-bent on being the number one pick, the guy. Like, He's afraid to look bad. He's afraid to shoot 20%. And that's His corner three like, is so solid. I don't understand why he won't shoot that. Yeah. He took two – the two corner threes that he took, he made. Yeah. Like, I, you I can't know. just give me one a game, one a game, buddy. It's just funny because, like, Joel Embiid, be he pulls from anywhere. Yeah, yeah and, and Embiid's just not scared at all to pull a three out of, out of anywhere. Like, that's, that's the thing that makes me yeah, laugh we, so much. We want him to stop that. Yeah, I, I guarantee you. I, when I go to the games, I'm thinking the same thing. You got to chill out on that big fella. But yeah. I think – so we talked about MVP, defensive player. We can all agree that rookie of the year is locked up by Ja Morant. Um, there's no surprises there. Come on, man. I wouldn't say it's locked up, but I definitely – has to be. The media does surprise you. What? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. The surprise you. No way. Rookie of the year, Zion's odds are 100 to win 1,400 first off. You could put – $1,000 on John Moran, you're winning like $10 back. And John Moran played a full season. How can you go against that? I mean, Zion had – No, 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 I'm agreeing. Okay, I'm agreeing with you. Darnell, I'm just you with me or against me? The might surprise us. I'm with you. I'm All just right. saying. You know, I don't trust the media. Because they I, threw I, Zion on the 2K cover already. Come Dude on, played man. What? How many come games? On. They got to I mean, give I him something at least. I mean, he is – 
I mean, he's the hype machine. I mean, he really is. He's gonna be one. Of, he's gonna be one. Of, if he's a good player, an all-star player, he will be one of the most popular players in the league for years. He will. He will be. He's. I mean, he's LeBron James with social media, in my opinion. Like you imagine. can't be surprised at 2K for you know they money hungry behinds you know capitalizing yeah. off of that off of that popularity. I agree. It's gonna be a lot of cover. I mean, this year in general is gonna be a hell of covers sold. I mean, with Kobe Bryant too on there, Damon Lillard, that was a cool cool toss in too, uh, Dame Dollar. But yeah, for the uh, I want to talk to you guys about the most improved in the year. We talked about him, Bam Adebayo. And Lonzo Ball specifically, I remember we were all a higher Lonzo Ball this year, which I think that worked out pretty well. Yeah, my, yeah Lonzo was my pick. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, right now everyone's saying out of bio got it locked up. An ESPN forecast panel said it's going to be a runaway. He got like 76 out of 100 votes or whatever for first place. Um, do you guys think it's between those two? I know there's uh, Luka Doncic, Jason Not Taylor in the mix. But you got him? What about what do you think, Jose? Who do you think is gonna be the most approved player? Who would you pick if you had a vote? Not Bam. I'm honestly just done with the NBA awards. I'm not giving them attention next year. I'm not what? you know on it has to be Bam. No. The, Bam. It has to be Bam. He just honestly don't get me wrong, the jump that, that Luca and Jay are taking this year is ginormous. Yeah. But to go from a basically a throwaway, there are people writing Bam off after Two years in the NBA. Bam was wasn't good. bad. Yeah, he was. He almost averaged, he would average like what twelve points and seven rebounds, like two or three assists. But that was with Whiteside as a bad, starter. But definitely, people were calling him. I mean, yeah, but he played twenty three minutes. Throwing him under. I don't know. I I think this is how I look at it. So obviously, Bam Adebayo had a great season. He he came into the starter now taking Whiteside spot. So of course he's going to play those ten extra minutes, get that you know a lot more. He was going to be the man if Jimmy Butler didn't come, but. You think of Brandon Ingram, he was the one getting thrown away. He's missed a ton of games with the Lakers, and he got put into a trade with Anthony Davis. How do you live up to the hype of Anthony Davis when you were considered, you know, just a tossin', and he wasn't considered to be what he was expected to be, being the number two pick out of Duke? I think that the fact that Ingram was top five, top seven in points per game almost the whole season, he was at seven, eight rebounds before Zion came back, and he still put up stellar numbers when Zion was there, but – I just think considering the trade itself and who he was traded for and the fact that Bam Adebayo became a starter this year and his numbers jumped with the extra 10, 11 minutes, I don't know. I, I'm all over Ingram for this award. I think he's the one that deserves it. Not saying Adebayo doesn't, but big B.I. guy over here, if you couldn't tell. I mean, I know, if, I'm a big Bam. if big I Bam. was going to choose personally, you know, it's not, you know, nope, this, this pick has like no chance to win, but – you know, I'm a big Devontae Graham fan. Ooh, I like that. I, I personally believe, like, if you just look at it as most improved, like, just from where you were the previous year to where you are now, I think as a player, you know, from somebody that was in the G League to now, you know, probably he was probably the best player on the Hornets this past year. A yeah, bunch definitely. of big shots for them, you know, upped his average to, I think, eight, somewhere around 18 or 20 points a game. Uh, you know, the plays, the plays he's makes, he, he's such a good player. I think when you just look at like his level of improvement, you know, from when he was in the D league just last year to now, you know, I just think he might be the actual most improved player. Now we're seeing that Bam, you know, some people like Jose said, maybe we're down on Bam, but, you know, I thought he was pretty good last year coming off the bench and now he comes in as a starter. You know, he, don't get me wrong, worked his tail off, turned into, you know, it's turning into an amazing player, got a bright future. 
But uh, Devontae Graham, for me, is probably the most improved player. I know he probably has no shot of winning it. So, you know, I think you really can't go wrong with Bam or Ingram. It's a tough choice for me. But I might go with Bam over Ingram just because I, I saw what Ingram could be. Like, I saw these little flashes just last year. You know, he did turn it all, put it all together, you know, this season, averaging, you know, 20-plus, however much it was. Uh, really incredible. You know, it'll be interesting to see what him and Zion can do moving forward. But, uh, you know, most improved is a tough call. I think that has some team, team success. Has I mean, the Pelicans got better once Zion can be better. Always, every award. Yeah. I think that this is going to have a big impact of it. And another one that probably going to be the same way, Jose, I wanted you to kind of lead off on this one, was the sixth man of the year award. Um, Dennis Schroeder is actually the favorite right now, minus 200 odds. So it's basically half of what you put in on him. Montrez Harrell's up there. Lou Williams is up there. Uh, then you get kind of the dark horses like uh, Derek Rose and Kyle Kuzma. I don't think they have any shot at winning at all. But uh, who, who would you say? You didn't just say Kyle Kuzma. Bro, he's Kyle on the Kuzma's list. In that discussion. Bro, he's, he, literally has, he literally has the fifth best odds to win uh, six man of the year. It's wild. There's no there's no field. Oh, my God. There's no field. But, oh, my goodness. I mean, it's, it's Schroeder. Well, there's really only three. There's really only yeah. three options, and two of them play for the same team. Yep. So you got to go with Schroeder, right, Thunder? Or is it back to Lou Will? I wanted Harold. I yeah, I'm a I'm a Montrez Harold guy. Montrez a beast. He, yeah, man, he comes off the bench and he He's gets an energizer. He gets right he, to he it. Gives the bla- he get Blazer, excuse me. He gives the Clippers. He, and he's a lot more skilled than people give him credit yeah. for. I just think of him as just a, you know, a scrapper, someone that's going to, you know, get offensive rebounds and putbacks. But, no, nah, he, he can go, you know, get his own shot sometimes. And, you know, he's, he finishes around the basket. Free throw shooting is improving. Mm-hmm. He's a really he's good a player. He's a, yeah, he's, he's a great athlete. I mean, I've, been, I've always been a fan of Montrose Harrow. I don't know if he's going to work out too much. But I think, like, this Clippers team has been, like, perfect on him, especially with the load management. And the fact that he gets to start here or there or get those extended minutes, I think that's a big impact for him. But it's, I mean, the fact that Dennis Schroeder is the favorite, I think it has something to do with that team success because no one expects him to be there. Do you guys, Jose, do you agree with that? You think it's pretty much, that's the reason why Schroeder's there? It's well-deserved. I just still think that the Clippers being the better team, Montrezl Harrell just makes them a better team as the sixth man. Uh, Lou Will and Montrez, I mean, you can go wrong you can't go wrong with either one of them. I personally give it to Montrez just because I think he has a bigger impact. I knew Lil Will is going up there in age. <laughs> so uh, his impact is slightly declining in my yeah. opinion. But Montrez Harrell is – if he's not the sixth man of the year, I'm not going to be mad. But I won't be – you know, like, I don't – I hate the awards thing because, like, they're – how do you determine who deserves it over one more person? You know, yeah. who deserves it the most when there's so many people that could win this and wouldn't be mad. Great stuff, guys. I, I mean, I'm, I'm super excited that we got to do the video. Um, I do want to talk about the next episode. Jose, you still have to claim your squads. We have a couple sports writers coming on the, uh, the next episode to do an NBA draft segment with everyone. It's going to be really interesting because we're only going to have 14 teams, the teams that aren't going to be in the playoffs. Um, we already have the standings. We got some claim spots already taken. Um, Darnell's got the Hawks and the Wolves. That's who he's going to be drafting for. Uh, I'm rolling with the Bulls and the Warriors, so I get the first pick. 
Um, but the draft order is set. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. We're going to have uh, four or five other guys on here, um, maybe even females as well. But they're going to be talking about uh, their teams. Everyone's going to have a minute to draft, so it's going to be exciting stuff. Yeah. The order is going to be uh, order is going to be Warriors, Pistons at two, Hawks at three, Cavs at four, Wolves at five, Bulls at six. I should have put them at seven. Hornets at seven, Knicks at eight. Sorry, Jose. <laughs> Suns at nine, Kings at oh. ten, Wizards at eleven, Spurs at twelve, the Pelicans at thirteen, and the Blazers wrapping up at fourteen. Jose, look, Jose, I, I feel you, man. I think I think it's time for a superstar in New York. I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Honestly, I don't think this draft class is anything special. I'd rather take. Uh, I'd rather take like a low. First round lottery pick that doesn't turn into anything special. Like it, definitely better than Kevin Knox. Has to be better than Kevin Knox. Uh, not your guy. I don't. I don't. Not your guy, Kevin Knox. I don't want them to miss on like an Anthony Edwards who has all the hype around him and he turns out to be a bust. Wiseman would fit great, but we already have Mitch, so that's yeah. a waste. My favorite player is obviously Obi Toppin. I've been on his on his game since the beginning of the college basketball season. And he's just yeah. my favorite. He's like Julius Randle, but younger. Yeah. And yeah. if you, if you coach shot. him well, he won't – better jump shot, a little more athletic, uh, but mm-hmm. defensive problems are there. Or Cole Anthony, as a Knicks fan, I'll take it. I just don't want to miss. Like, they yeah. cannot miss a year – like, two years removed from Kevin Knox. Well, I can't wait to see who you get at the eighth spot because that's going to be an interesting pick. If you're, uh, if you want to call up to the Bulls and make a trade up to six, you know we'll be available. Just let so, you know. If you give us Laurie, we, we can we can talk because I think uh, Laurie would do some damage. No, nah, that's it. That's a, that's a, that's a trade. Huh? I mean, we can't. It's a draft. Are Everybody trades in drafts. You know the NBA gets popping on draft nights. That's a fact. Everyone's liable to get. I could be wearing my Jimmy Butler jersey, but that that John was old right away. Like you got traded right away. So. For Zach Levine, I might, actually. I might have to make a few calls. Good job. That was the best trade the Bulls ever got. But, yeah, make some calls. <laughs> I can't wait. I definitely appreciate you guys. Uh, anything you guys want to sign off and say? Anything you guys have been working on? It's good to be back, man. That's all. Yeah. It's just good to be back. Jose? I think it's a good time to be a Knicks fan. Honestly, I'm waiting for this co- coaching decision. You know what? I'm hope praying to God it's not Tom Thibodeau, but I'm still going to roll with my guys regardless if it is. Uh, hopefully that he coaches and learns from his mistakes in Chicago and Minnesota. Uh, doesn't try for a GM role either. We have a new <laughs> one. We don't need we don't need this two role system in New York. Um, can't wait. Just glad yeah. sports are back. Yeah, definitely glad sports are back, and uh, appreciate everyone that listened up. And Susan, I hope you guys were all healthy and happy over the last three months, uh, wearing your masks and sanitizing. But now. It's time to kick back and watch basketball and baseball in the nights, man. And I think that's the best thing for all of us. So definitely appreciate you guys watching. If you're down with OGP. Hockey some love, too. Don't forget about them. Oh, man. All right. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) On that note, if you're down with OTP, subscribe and download. Appreciate you guys for watching. Have a good day. Good night. Trust the process.